Hello. Welcome to Stephen Rowan's Beer Podcast. Episode 307. 307. Anything interesting about that? No, nope, still nothing. Uh, yeah. You might eventually get Steve back one day with some mm. interesting facts about... Well, I say interesting facts, some facts about things. No, he, he is in fact an albatross these days. He never actually lands. He just flies for a year constantly. Only stopping once a year to uh, sit down for a little break. Lay an egg and I'm move glad, on again. I'm glad you clarified that for a minute. I was just like, oh no, he's not taking on golf, has he? Uh, <laughs> no offence to any golfers out there. I actually quite enjoy the sport, but you know, you can't help but uh, have a little bit uh, of a dig at uh, the golfer's expense. You know, the, the, uh, there's all the jokes, isn't there? You know, golf is a great way to spoil a good walk, and you know, then, so, then there's all the fashion faux pas. Totally <laughs> off, off topic on our normal section on beer, but I was in. Scotland this last weekend mm. which is interesting because I was in the kind of in Fife which includes St Andrews so I was well known mm. for its golfing the difference is how mu- how golf is as a sport there is it's it's an everyman sport everyone plays golf every, every village has got their own golf course everyone plays it's it's not a, sc- a, a sport that's associated in their heads with um, bankers yeah, I mean, and you've got to say, like, most of the people I knew who, who've played I, golf... I, I, use the word, I use the word banker very deliberately there mm. as well. You can, you can replace one of the letters with a, another letter, should you choose. Uh, um, yeah, most of the people I've known who've, who've uh, been into golf have been... Quite often it's been really like they want to do business on the golf course kind of thing. Mm. And for them, it really isn't. It's very much a kind of just like, well, of course you play golf. Everyone plays golf. I mean, they, they invented the sport, yeah. you know. It was a... You know, it was a way to yeah. socialise and pass some time and, uh, and to this day you can still do all that so it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's a very very different approach mm. to it there. So, but anyway uh, this beer smells good that's alright hmm. what is this week okay so this week's beer <laughs> we should probably tell people is Brockwell <laughs> IPA from Canopy Canopy I don't think I've ever had anything from Canopy I haven't no. I've never heard of them um that's unusual. They are yeah. a lot. Actually, it's not. So they were a London brewery. Uh, they are. I think I look at their ba- website. Ba- based in a railway yard. Yeah. One thousand one hundred and twenty-seven. That's a yeah. really big bridge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they are. They are based um, in London. They are about four years old, from what I can see on the website. So I've got a problem with this beer. It's not actually a problem with the beer. Well, you've got a problem with everything. I've got a problem with many things. So, Canopy. I've never heard of them. They are yet another brewery in London. Their range includes IPA, pale ales, some New England IPAs, a Goza, a Elderflower Saison. It wasn't a bad range. And I've had a look at their website. Their website isn't bad. But the thing about the website is it looks like it's been given to a marketing student who's been told, create a website for an artisanal product of your choice. It's not particularly beer-specific. There's lots of comments about hard work. Hard work is good rather than doing the easy option, artisanalness and so on. But there's nothing about them. There's nothing that's really specific that makes you... And I look at the brand. Um, okay, so they've got the little thing of the, the three parts. Mm. But for me, again, it all just feels like, yeah, it looks London. It doesn't leap out at me as like, this 
I, I understand this is a brand that is not one of the other 80, like last count in London, I think there's over 100 breweries there. You've got a lot of competition. They've clearly not one that's managed, that exports a lot to come outside the area because I've certainly not seen them in um, in bottle shops and stuff before around here for mm. sure. Um, I just think you've got, if you're going to have a brand these days in London, particularly beer, you've got to find some way of making it unique and you and there's lots of really great breweries who've got really strong and unique brands and i'm looking at the can and looking at the the website for these guys i have not neither the beer nor the the story i don't find a story to be honest yet has really like jumped out at me as i'm definitely going to remember them mm. and not get them confused with the people 200 meters down the road who are also a micro brewery so, so what you're saying is, Roland, is you you don't like new breweries. What I'm saying, is I think mean, it's, it's a perfectly solid. It's like it's a not, it's a solid beer. I've got no problem right. with the beer. I've got no problem with the branding. You'd maybe like to know a little bit more about the people behind it. I don't. It's not so much just me. It's just like if you want to make an impact, I think you can you can do fine just brew decent beer, doing doing your business well. That's fine, but. If you want to be remembered by people and to grow as a business, I think you need to have a brand and something that people latch onto and remember you for. Hmm. Well, I mean, and these guys, I think the branding and all the rest of it, it just feels very forgettable. It feels a bit over over branded, over marketed. Yeah. There's nothing very authentic and latching onto it about it for me. I mean, it stands out. That's, am- that's amongst a load of cans. Like for it, you know, especially if they had that bit facing. Uh, so there's a there's part of it that's got it's part elephant, part I think otter, part lizard. Yeah. Uh, that that catches your attention. I mean, it's it's uh, bright, but then uh, if we look, I mean, look at a can fridge in any any bottle shop. It's full of brightly coloured stuff. Does it? Would that jump out at you more than some of the other bottle designs that we've seen or can designs we've seen over the last few weeks or, or in any bottle shop? I'm not sure it would. Um, Maybe. I mean, there is, one, there is one thing on the label, as you've been uh, having your little... Uh, rant. Rant, yes. Yeah, we can call it that rant. Did, I was like, oh, I'm not entirely sure I agree with, you, but agree with you, but then I saw they've got a slogan, and I don't like slogans. I've never liked slogans. They've got a little C, which is their their logo, with the words surrounding it, triumph and endeavour. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't I do not do slogans. Yeah. Like, I, it's just, they, they really bother me. Uh, Brewers of craft beer and humble glories. Yeah, not working for me. Hmm. There's a large, uh, there's a large pause there. Uh, yeah, there's stuff like that, like, this sa- is like sa- sound bites. I've never liked. So here, here's the little their summaries: beer, a little eccentric, the symbol of a job well done, fuel for passion, the great escape, ten thousand slogs, and the trough of dedication. Hmm. It's beer. I'm, I'm sorry, you, you're you're overegging this thing, and it it just feels like you could have given this to any marketing person and said write me a bit about something that's going to appeal to artisanal things who don't yeah. really know. You can, all, you can almost envision the guy that's designing it. Car, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of flat cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a bit of, bit of a beer. Yeah. Um, 
twenty something, maybe maybe early thirties. Yeah. He strikes me as a tweed wearer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, to, and to everyone right now who's a designer that uh, is, is dressed like that, uh, I'd say I apologise, but well, I mean, you know, don't don't conform to your stereotypes. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess that's my my problem is not the beard. I think there's so much stuff that always feels like you're just fitting into it, and all of the breweries that, that stick in my memory the most have got something that's distinctive and authentic and uniquely them. And sometimes that's the beer. And the well, branding isn't amazing, but the beer is really distinctive. And sometimes it's the brand where the beers are a little bit more solid. You know, like, the, there are some breweries, I think, of where I, I, the branding really jumps out at me, particularly London. Yeah, I mean, let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about the beer rather than the branding. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. how, are you, how are you getting on with this? I, I think it's perfectly, I think it's perfectly serviceable IPA. It's a nice, it uh, it's a nice bit of a pineapple-y thing going on there for me. Uh, yeah, pineapple, citrus... Yeah, it's uh, it's a solid beer, you know. I mean, may, maybe because we again, you say you haven't seen it travel outside of London. I've never seen it before. Like, may, maybe their thing is more to cater to the local market and they sell mostly to the local market, which you know is fine. You know, if they can make a living off the back of that, that's that's, that's great. Uh, it's always nice to see, uh, get the opportunity at least yeah. to see someone from. Uh, okay, so main main birthdays. I look at the range and. I, I actually quite like their range of beers in lots of ways. Mm. There's lots of things in that range. As you were that describing I... it, it wasn't like the, it didn't sound like the the tick box of you know. Uh, well, no, so this uh, is what it is. Like to me, it's... start up new brewery things I should do. Like how many people have a Gerza in their core range? <laughs> Magic Rock. Yeah. Okay, so this this is my thing is maybe although it didn't feel how like core, although it didn't feel like quite like that, I felt the range. So the core range didn't include the the Gerza. That was a seasonal. But, right, okay. Mm. So the core range is I think an IPA, pale ale, um You mentioned a saison in there. No, that, that that's another there seasonals as well. But again, I'm I can't remember what else was in there. It was a huge range in the in the core ones. I think they had three or four. Um But a lot of it just glancing around, it there was oh the Kolsch, that's in the core range. Okay. Which is a bit different, yeah. but then makes me just immediately if I think Kolsch in London, I think howling hops, I think orbit two that I'm really super associated with and it it kind of just felt it's weird I, I struggle to say why but it kind of gave me the impression somebody looked at what what everyone around them was doing and gone yeah that's good let's do that one of those you know partisan for example well known for doing like saisons with something with a couple of like lemongrass or yeah, elderflower like or that kind of thing yeah. um and it just kind of all felt a little bit, look at what other people are doing and do it. Actually, the one that really stood out for me was they did a, a Belgian red with sour cherries. Mm. That's pretty unusual, actually. That's kind of quite interesting. Um, but, yeah. I'm, I mean, we, I'm, can, we can only judge them on what we've got in front of us. We can. And, like, they can, you know, they maybe do, do this. And if they do them well, you can't knock them for it. I can't. Like, I, and this, this is not a knocking on the beer. This is... A grumble about how you market and present yourself, I think, rather than anything else. Because I, I want this. This coming from the man of many unironed shirts. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess like, there's so many good breweries these days. You want to succeed in this this market, and it's really full well, of good breweries. Like you can't just do it's, it's good hard, beer. It's getting harder to stand out from the crowd because the market's getting more saturated. That's that. That's in itself a bad thing but also probably a good thing especially for the consumer 
Yeah, it is, sure. And, <laughs> but it, I think it puts a lot more need for, for people who are brewers to not just brew good beer, but to think about presenting a story and a brand and all the rest of it that's authentic, that connects with you, that makes you want to go back and not only recognise it on the shelf, but remember that you like it and want to go back and buy more of it. Okay. And I worry that I would, like, this is a perfectly solid beer. I wouldn't, sti- it wouldn't stick with me. I'm pretty confident I will have forgotten their, their name, unfortunately. Maybe, maybe, maybe you will, and that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that's a, a reflection on the fact that it's a bad beer. I think it's just there are, the, you're spoiled for choice mm. nowadays. The thing that would have made it stand out, though, was if the marketing had been, and the branding had been flashy, yeah. and the beer inside it wasn't up to par. And we've seen plenty of, we've seen well, plenty of examples too. of that, haven't we? They've, clearly, like, they've spent their, their money on, uh, on advertising and branding, and, you know, well, can we actually brew beer is a bit of an afterthought. That's absolutely true. And, and there's no doubt that this is a, a well-put-together pale ale. I am happily enjoying it. Um, and again, like, there are some people where the beer is so amazing or it's so unusual that it would stick with me beyond the branding. Um, I don't think this is one of those. And there are others where I think the branding really sticks with me beyond the beer. I don't think this is one of those. I certainly won't remember for any bad reasons, uh, but yeah, I feel I might forget it for not not sticking in the memory in any of the ways, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's but as you say, if they're making their money and they're, they're doing all right, then they, <laughs> armchair, armchair business people don't matter to them, do they, at the end of the day? Yeah. As long as they're making their money and they're, they're looking after themselves and they're, they're able to keep going, then that's what matters. And like it, I've no, I've no problem with, I've no problem with that if they're actually making a good product, and mm. I think this is a pretty decent product. So I can't not with that. I do begrudge people that you know stay in business, and what they're selling is crap essentially. I mean, yes. that's that's that's, big, the, the that's, one, that's big beer in general. Though, the ones it? who are all <laughs> like, there's no yeah, there's no question. These are not all branding people, and that's that's always a nice thing because we do see a few of those. Mm. Right. Scores on the doors? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I take on board what you're saying. I think, uh, I think that's not just a... I don't think that's a particular attack on canopy, so to speak. No, I think it's more... Really. It's, it's just that I think it, as the, the industry and the market matures, it, these are issues that are going to keep cropping up. Like, how do you distinguish yourself from the crowd? Because it is challenging. Uh, and I don't think there's any one good answer to that problem. Um... Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the beer, which is, I think, the most important part. Mm. Uh, it was solid. It did exactly what I expected of it. It was a bit of a raunchy old beer in that respect. Yeah. You know, did what it said on the tin, uh, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm going to give this an eight. I pretty much agree. I, this is, does exactly what it says on the tin. It's perfectly solid. Um, it's not really sticking, going... I don't feel the beer particularly will stick with me as like an amazing example, but I don't think it's a bad example either. Um, if I do manage to remember Canopy, which I'm trying really hard to do because it's what you should, um, then I wouldn't be averse to trying more of their beers and I wouldn't be averse to having this beer again if I was at a, a bar and fancied a nice, refreshing hoppy beer. Uh, so I'm going to go seven. 
Um, yeah, and you're, you're quite right. That wasn't really a grumble at Canopy. This is more just a state of the, the current market. We've got a really, particularly London, so many bre- little breweries these days. Rollins had an axe to grind, and unfortunately Canopy were the ones that uh, yeah. he decided to grind it on. Uh, Sorry, Canopy. <laughs> so before we go, uh, Ooh, this, yeah. plug. this Friday and Saturday quick plug, uh, berries, beans and beer at Crew. We are at the, the Heritage Centre in Crewe. Uh, I'll be there serving coffee at a beer and spirits and cider and coffee and food festival extravaganza. Um, if you're around crew, able to get around crew, then pop over and enjoy some delicious beers and some delicious cocktails and some hopefully some delicious food, I'm sure, as well. Plus... It's perfect opportunity for all of you people out there that are going, no, Roland, you're wrong. You're yeah. wrong. I disagree with you entirely, and these are the reasons why. It's a perfect opportunity for you to go along and know he will be in that building, and you can tell him exactly why I would why just like to point out, this is the, the dangers of podcasting. And because he's working. He actually has to stand there and take it. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, well in fact, <laughs> I might even record you and give you the opportunity to tell everybody that I'm wrong. Um, Ooh, an, impro- an, an impromptu special edition. Yeah, a special edition where everyone tells me I'm wrong. Uh, well, Steve well, will approve well, of this entirely. Welcome to episode X of the podcast, Roland is wrong. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so do come find me if you're there. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Well, no, we should, uh, I say we should drink up a show, but we've actually both polished it off. So I think that's a, a, as good a sign of any. It as is. Any, that, that it was actually a pretty decent beer. So we're done. We're done. <laughs>